your favorite movie? Titanic. Um, Harry Potter? Yeah, that makes more sense. My favorite movie is Taken. And I told everyone in my high school class, we were doing an icebreaker and we went around a circle and I said, my favorite movie is Taken. And some guy in the back of the class goes, I'll take you. And I'll never forget that. Where is he now? I hope you grew out of that. Fucking creep. On this episode of The Commercial Break. Hey, <laughs> you want me to come over and sleep under your bed? <laughs> Five to twelve weeks. This is all a big misunderstanding. Don't worry about your wife. I'm really quiet. It's just yeah. a big misunderstanding. I'm renting the floor under their bed. It's my room. I got it on Airbnb. You're right. That, that I believe. The next episode of the commercial break starts now. The party of the Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the director of Hangover Hydration, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. All right, we're back. Hey, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. And I think this is a story that will resonate with you and I. It's okay. hot off the presses. I'd like to read it to you if you don't mind. <laughs> of course. Uh, this comes from, I don't know where this comes Oh, uh, where does it, uh, AP, I think, is where this comes from. Ready? Worrying reports from September claimed that a British Airways crew had to cancel a flight after the airline's employees were targeted by a traumatized armed robbery in Brazil. Now, local authorities are, say, are, are saying that the alleged victims simply invented the story as a way of covering up a wild night of drinking and drugs. <laughs> Police in Brazil plan to summon BA representatives to establish whether the three crew members cooked up the lie themselves or were instructed to create their fabrication by airline management. Holy shit, this goes all the way to the top. One guy does a little bit of blow and, the, and uh, <laughs> Richard Branson has to make up a story. All right, listen, it's not a problem. Just do this. Tell him you tell him you got kicked in the nuts repeatedly by a small boy in a barrio in Brazil. It will cancel all flights everywhere for five days. It's making a big deal. It's it's a Donald Trump way of doing things. <laughs> uh, wow. British Airways. That was a crazy night. It's nuts. British Airways also claimed the three flight, flight attendants in question, which G1 reported as being aged 40, 39, and 31, were not scheduled to fly in the canceled flight. The airline did not explain why the flight was postponed until the following day. The investigation shows that they did not tell the truth, says Daniel Bulis, an assistant police chief. They didn't say what actually happened that morning. They created these stories to try and justify probably inappropriate behavior outside of company <laughs> rules. <laughs> I think my entire uh, personnel file and all the companies I've worked for probably say those following words. Probably inappropriate behavior outside of company That's rules. definitely on your permanent record. <laughs> According to the three crew members, they were out on a historic Pedro do Sal site in Rio the night of September 5th. As the evening drew to a close, two of them got into a taxi without the third who returned to their hotel but they were instead taken to a um, taken to a disused gas station in the north of Vaslobo neighborhood there they claimed they were robbed by armed men who had followed them from where they'd been earlier in the evening with the thieves swiping two cell phones and other items the crew members said one of them was able to use another cell phone which hadn't been taken in the robbery to call a taxi but en route to the hotel they were robbed a second time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, if you're going to go for yeah. it, you might as well just keep Poor fucking keep Brazilians. On. I know. I know. Didn't, uh, hold on. We'll talk about this in a second. Afterwards, they spotted a military police officer and sought help. Meanwhile, the third crew member says he met a woman at Pedro do Sal. After chatting for a few minutes, he claims to have black 
blacked out, remembering nothing and waking up, <laughs> waking up lying <laughs> on the street. According to the Sun newspaper, police, police initially suspected that the two of the BA crew had been targeted by a gang, with a source telling the tabloid it was scary and they were grateful to escape with their lives. The pair were understandably too upset to work. That's another thing. Uh, uh, hey, big radio boss. Yes, Brian. Uh, I'm understandably too upset to work today. For the fourth day in a row? I'm just understandably too upset to work. <laughs> I did some things that are probably inappropriate <laughs> with the company rules. Yeah, yeah. Fifteenth uh, day you've called out, Brian. I know, but trust me, I'll make it up to you. It's only the fifteenth day of the month. Uh, I'll do some extra work over the weekend, I promise. Listen, I gotta go. Uh, D just got here. Hey, what up, D? <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, after passing out, the airline employee was revived by construction workers who called for help. The BA crew immediate uh, member also allegedly showed them a white powder suspected by the police to be cocaine. As they waited for an ambulance to show up, he was taken to the emergency room for care, where he allegedly said he'd spent the night out taking drugs with a pair of women in an unfamiliar neighborhood. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? I know. God. Yes, this is this is insane. It goes on, but it, this is in. It, do you remember when Ryan Lochte? Remember Ryan Lochte, of course, the yeah. swimmer who was swimming mm -hmm. with Phelps, and they mm -hmm. were kind of had this head to head competition. Yep. And Ryan was just like this big fucking lug nut who could. You just didn't want him to open his mouth because every <laughs> yeah. time his mouth opened, literally screws fell out of it. He just said what he said, whatever came to his mind, and I promise you, he's not like a super sharp minded human being. I, I, he's a wonderful swimmer. He's dumb as a box of rocks. And do you remember when he went out one night in, uh, I think it was the Rio Olympics, wasn't oh, it? Or right, something like right. that? That was, yeah. Brazil. And then he claimed to have been robbed by somebody, but what it actually was is they were out hammered and got <laughs> into an altercation at a gas station. And this is like the poor Brazilians. I understand big cities aren't safe sometimes. That's the reality. But to blame your fucking cocaine shenanigans on the locals in Brazil because you don't want to show up to work the next morning is kind of a fucked up way to go about things. First of all, it's horribly racist. Second of all, this is just not how you handle this. If you can't handle the heat, stay out of the shed. That's how the saying goes. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the shed. I thought it was the kitchen. Don't even worry about it, Chrissy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trying to give you a Ryan Lochte saying there. That's what Ryan Lochte would say. <laughs> if you can't handle your shit, don't get started. That's it. And if you know you have to go to work... Well, the that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to party and have a good time. You've got the day next few days off. Yeah. But the... <laughs> Partying on a Friday night, perfectly acceptable. Friday, partying on a Saturday night, you're calling it, you're, you're cutting it kind of close, but I get it. You know, you're probably going to be up until Sunday, then sleep from like three in the afternoon Sunday till eight in the morning on Monday, but you have enough time to shake it off, right? As long as you stop before noon on Sunday, you're good. But if you go partying on a Sunday... You're just a fucking moron. Yeah, I you mean, know what's going to happen. Yes. Like a few beers to kind of soothe the Saturday hangover. <laughs> I get that. A full-blown, I'm going to go do coke with two girls in a barrio that I've never met. That kind of night needs to be reserved for like two weeks of vacation. You know what I'm yes. saying? And you need to have backup. Like somebody who knows <laughs> right. where you are. You're being revived by construction workers. <laughs> you... <laughs> First of all, you got a great story to tell. But second of all, you deserve to be fired. That's it. You don't do that. Yeah, These absolutely. people are in their 30s and 40s. They know fucking better. You do know better.
When Chrissy and I first met each other, we didn't know better, but we quickly figured it out <laughs> when we would wake up in the morning <laughs> in some version of disarray, and we'd be like, oh, fuck, I got projection meetings. <laughs> and Chrissy's like, well, I'm going to go pretend I have a meeting. I'll see you at noon. Exactly. Fuck you. Meet, meet for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> meet for lunch. We'll have a couple cold beers. Right. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Oh, where's that margarita machine? I know. Where's that margarita machine when you need it? That was long gone by the time we got there. I can't believe they, they, they had they that. They had a margarita machine at the radio sales office. <sighs> and apparently it was just like a free-for-all. Apparently multiple multiple people in the building were cocaine dealers. It was just easy access. <laughs> they were making extra commission on the book. Yeah. I mean, listen, these are stories that were told to us. We didn't actually see this any of this ha- happen. It was long after all. I mean, I saw time. the margarita machine for sure. Oh, you saw the margarita machine? Oh, yeah, I was there. Was oh, you were? come around on a Friday. It would? <laughs> yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe I wasn't there because <laughs> I hadn't yet learned my lesson. Yeah, <laughs> no. And I remember another day when we uh, we had like cleaning day. Yeah. Where we cleaned all. Mm, mm. <laughs> I love that they had the worker. They had us. I know. Cleaning. <laughs> Cleaning out the whole place. I do remember when there were cost cutting measures. Yes. Uh, I remember being like pretty drunk when by the time I got done cleaning. I remember when Tiger Woods went into the Monday (laughs) playoff at the US Open when he had that broken leg and they turned it on the big screen in the oh, room. Right, we had that, that yeah. big one. And then everybody was still hungover from watching Tiger Woods well into the night the <laughs> night before. So we were all hungover, drinking, sitting in a room, usually reserved for cold phone calling, watching Tiger Woods on a big screen. And that day just got completely derailed. I don't think anybody showed back up till Thursday. We got so excited. <laughs> Tiger one. We had to run out to, to go do cocaine with two unfamiliar women. In a, in a, in a weird neighborhood. <laughs> in some strange neighborhood in downtown Atlanta. Construction workers revived me. It was awesome. Can you imagine waking up with some guy's oh, lips on? Like, oh my God. <laughs> that is a bad. Yeah. Hey, you hey, have to have backup for that. A plus to the construction workers. Yeah. yeah. Who took time out of their busy morning <laughs> to revive some drunk British guy on the floor on the street of the barrio. That is. You get, that's just amateur hour right there. You can't do that. No. You got to learn how to either work through the pain or don't bring the pain. Just don't do it. No. Like, get yourself together. Get your shit together before you go on the night. I always had this <laughs> when I was in my heyday, but I was maturing a little bit. So like, you know, uh, three years ago. So <laughs> <Yeah>. when, <laughs> right. <laughs> when my fully developed boy brain had come about. Um, but I, I do remember at some point, probably when I was working with you, at some point I made the rational decision that I really have to judge at the beginning of the night when I'm clear-headed and relatively sober what kind of night it's going to be. That's true. And I have to draw. I have to learn to draw the line. I have to use a little bit of willpower and draw the line. Tuesday night, no drugs involved, and probably <laughs> stop at six Bud Lights rather than forty. Right. right. So six Bud Lights, go home, take a nap, wake up, go and go to work in the morning. But no shenanigans after that. However, if it was a Thursday, oh ah! well, Thursdays are the new Fridays. So Thursdays are the new Fridays, and and now everybody works from home too. I know. It's so How does anybody tempting. stay sober? I know. <laughs> I wonder everybody's so fucked tempting. up. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Like, well, I'm home. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I was watching this video about this guy. He's, he's like a DMT head. He likes to like oh, smoke right. like DMT. Not the stuff you find like in ayahuasca, but the, mm-hmm. the chemically um, engineered DMT. I've heard of that. So he likes to smoke it. 
and he they they took him through a day they went for a day with this guy this documentary crew did he has a serious day job like he didn't say what it was but he goes to the office you know 7 30 in the morning comes home at 6 30 at night blah 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 and he was it was like Tuesday night, and he's like doing DMT until 4.30, 5.30 in the morning. He's like, I feel so Jeez. refreshed. And then he goes to work. He's like, I feel so refreshed and positive. And I'm like, holy shit. I did that one time, and for like six months, I couldn't decide if the birds were talking to me or the other birds. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a hard time deciphering what was real and what was not real. This guy's doing it till 4.30 in the morning, and then, I don't know, uh, you know, doing brain surgery or some shit like that. It's so... Messed up. You got to be able to handle your shit. Kids, this is a lesson. This is a lesson. By kids, I mean anybody under 40. Kids, this is a lesson. <laughs> you have to learn to draw the line somewhere. You can't just run rip shot every night of the week. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Trust Chrissy and I. We did it for 10 years and nothing good came of it. <laughs> no. it's not until we got here at the commercial break. The things got serious. Yes, then we could start recording at three in the afternoon. <laughs> When we did, when we learned how to handle our shit, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, how many times did you go to work hungover? Oh, lots. How many times have you come to work hungover? <laughs> lots. Well, I mean, being in the being in the media industry because I worked with ca- for cable yeah, before yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's right. For Comcast, and then hi, think, uh, I'm Chrissy Hoadley. <laughs> What was the what? for Ansley Retirement Community? <laughs> right. Yes, we did review my own tape. We have a gym. <laughs> it's like what one was, treadmill. There was something about the Main Street too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like put up the sign. Oh, you put up the sign as like <laughs> Main Street <laughs> Retirement Living. We'll have to review that yeah, again. You're like, That's here funny. at Main Street, we have pudding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, working in media, it's a lot of parties. It is, and it's part of the job. It it's is like dinners. Client dinners. Uh, then, when you got into radio, then God, it's you're going out to clubs and Braves concerts and, and yeah. Braves games. Yeah, I mean, it's all the name of, of entertainment. It's <laughs> yeah. just part of it. I mean, you're in your twenties, thirties. You're just gonna you're gonna drink and have fun. You, you feel like you have an obligation to almost mm-hmm. right, and you don't want to miss out on all the fun. Right. You have so you have so much FOMO. You got to get out there and do everything everybody else is doing. Anytime we went to those Braves game, it was almost assured. If there were 20 people, and it's usually more like 50, but if there were 20 people that were up there employed with us drinking, you knew that the next day at least five of those people weren't showing up till at least noon, if they even showed up at all. But Chrissy and I were champs. Well, we would do from... it every single every <laughs> single game, and then we'd go to work the next morning. It started at the top down, though. The managers would That's come true. in and be like, shots! 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 Yeah, shot, 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 <laughs> shot, 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 shot. It was really... Uh, <laughs> Fortieth Jaeger bomb, <laughs> drop the Jaeger bomb. Yeah, it was, it, but you had FOMO. You didn't want to miss out. Right. And the thing I think about being like an account representative or a salesperson is that you go out and do this three times a week because you have to woo the clients. But the clients only have to do it once right. every six months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they like can, one, yeah, yeah, once a quarter. So when they get in front of you, they are looking to let Party. the fuck loose. Yeah, and my, they know it's on the company tab. Of course. They know it's on your tab. Yep. They want to see how wild you're going to get. They're going to mm-hmm. take your lead. And listen, there were lots of nights where I just took them right down the rabbit hole. I mean, it was like... Uh, me too. I remember ending up in a strip club one time. I was like, at like in the day. One time. <laughs> well, I know. It was every time. <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> and exhausting. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I was on a first name basis with some of those uh, <laughs> folks at the strip club. 
And the managers were on a first name basis. They were like texting back and forth during the day. Hey, I'm coming down to the club. (laughs) Cool. I'll save a warm coochie for you. You know, it was like, okay, all right, we get it. But it was always debauchery because the client got a hall pass from their wives because they're here in town to meet with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the big media executives. Right. And so you would just take them down the rabbit hole because that's what they expected you to do. It was almost like that was a little bit of peer pressure almost. You had to woo them. And if you went to dinner and had, like I do now, you went to dinner, ordered one uh, gin and tonic, took half a sip out of it, and then nursed it for the rest of the night. It, that just wouldn't be cool. No. They would be like, oh, well, that guy's kind of boring. You know, I don't want to buy from him. I want to buy from Chrissy. She <laughs> took me to the Cheetah twice in one day. We went at one. We took a nap. We came back at seven. <laughs> we came back for the late shift. And uh, if it, and, and it would be true. Is, and, you know, I had this conversation with one of the guys, executives in the podcast industry. If you're a salesperson and you show up at one of these conferences and you're not at least at the bar hanging out and having a drink. You don't have to have a, a drink drink. You can have soda water, right? Doesn't No one's right. saying you have to drink alcohol. But if you're not down there. Socializing. Socializing. Networking. Following the path. Hopping in an Uber and going to the club. Hopping in an Uber and having uh, drinks at the next bar. Or whatever. If mm-hmm. you're not doing that, you're missing a real opportunity to connect with the client in yeah. a way that's intangible but could make all the difference in the world next year when it comes time to sign that contract to your wallet absolutely (laughs) (laughs) to your wallet and the company's paying for it so what the fuck ever oh those conferences whoa oh man i mean people get wild dude you don't even know (laughs) i went to that one conference like paris hilton spinning records in the corner that's right and just people are literally throwing up on the shoes there was one guy every this guy is like everybody is not a big fan of him he's always talking about how wonderful he is every post Uh every podcast every i don't want i'm gonna get into it but this guy he i walk into the club two of my friends uh holland holla and jordan they have this vip section so I go, you know, they invite me. I come into the VIP section. There's like four or five of us sitting there. There's that one old guy in the company. I say older guy in the company who is like, can hang like nobody's business. Yeah, there always is. There always is. Uh, right. He's that one guy. He's the <laughs> yeah. coolest fucking cat in the company. But it is like 1230 at night. And he's sitting there on the couch like this. And there's like a couple of girls that are dancing, shaking their booties and dancing. And he looks like the most interesting man in the world. He's got both <laughs> arms up like this. He's got a, a whiskey need in one hand and a Corona in the other. And he's like sipping on the whiskey and drinking the Corona. And I'm like, what's up, man? You're here. And he's like, oh, bro, I'm always here. I'm like, how did you get so fucking cool? Who made you so fucking cool? And then here comes, you know, this plodding, plunking yahoo who everybody dislikes there's a rope in the vip who knows why <laughs> right. we're standing i by- was gonna say i'm picturing it, the it vip is. right now thing. and it's just a rope it's just a rope that's yeah, all it is <laughs> but there's a dj booth in front of us this the guy who's spinning the records not paris hilton the guy who's spinning the records is right in front of like the the actual vip booth is behind the the dj booth. <laughs> okay so it's clear there's these ropes like it's clear you don't do this buffoon <laughs> comes up he's got like four barreling dr- yeah. through he's four drinking it right he's got four drinks in <laughs> his hand. In hand yes and he comes there's a, a little step you know like a little step step up yeah. yeah he trips over the step he goes down over the rope i'm standing right there and i get it all over me all four drinks just come right oh on me and i'm like jesus fucking <laughs> christ really not a drop yeah not a drop touched the cool guy there <laughs> right <now>. no <laughs> No, actually, it sent the two young women into his lap. <laughs> right. They were like, ah! 
I got you, girls. I got you. Don't worry about it. Come, come sit on Papa's lap. But then he's like not making a move. He's just got his arms right. chilling because he's too cool. He knows. He's like the guy who's just in tune with everything, right? It's not. It's gauche to put your arms around the ladies anymore. He just hangs. He hangs out. They jump on the couch. I'm wet, soaking wet. I look like I piss myself. Right? Paris Hilton's about to spin in the next room. And I'm like, oh, well, there goes my chance of Paris Hilton. <laughs> but then here's what he said. Oh, we're celebrating. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay, God. what are we celebrating? Because it's all over me now. What do right. we celebrate? Right. I had my first $250,000 day. And I'm like, on what? On my podcast. And I'm like, you didn't have a $250,000 day. <laughs> that is horseshit. Right. So... You bought four drinks, hoping that you were going to buy your way into the VIP section, which, by the way, it's not mine. I, did, I just got invited. I didn't get here. You spilled them all over me, and now you're full of fuck. You, you, it's all because you had a $250,000 pretend day in your head. This is an example of a guy who can't handle the shit. The guy on the couch, that's the guy you want in your corner He's every time. He's wearing leather loafers. He's wearing leather loafers. He's wearing leather, like, Lucchese boots, right? Yeah. And he's just got, like, a, you know... A huevera on, you know, slacks. He's he's just too cool for white yeah. beard, oh, white yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. That guy gets contracts left and right. And the reason of he course. does is because he knows how to play the game. Yeah. You know, he's not inappropriate. He's not, uh, you know, uh, being an asshole to anybody. He just takes the ride and he's there for the entire night. He will be the last one standing. And that's what will be remembered by the client. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. He took us all around. He's made sure we got to the hotel okay you know cleaned up my puke when i <laughs> when i threw up on his lap you know yeah. that kind of guy he's just too cool for school the lug nut that spilled the <laughs> drinks everywhere that's the guy that should, should be at home that's the guy that should be at home he should have never been there in the first place and paris hilton also was there <laughs> i don't know why she was there yeah, she really does don't. dj gigs i guess she does it was it was legendary it was legendary <laughs> oh, wow. actually put on by the company uh-huh who yep. we previously worked for. Just, yep. just oh, letting you know. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I'll take the free drinks. They've been giving me free drinks for 30 years. Why <laughs> yeah, am I going to stop exactly. now? Exactly. <laughs> hey, over here. Um, all right. So, listen, we'll take our first break, and we'll be back with more commercial break shenanigans in just a moment. Yeah, 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 Brian. We get it. But back to me. I mean, this TCB promo. Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3, and you might just hear yourself on the show. Want to text us instead? Lucky for you, we also have a number just for that. Text us at 855-TCB-8383 and give us compliments. You can also always go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video. Find us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And find us on youtube.com slash The Commercial Break for fully edited episodes. Now that that's done, let's listen to a few sponsors and get back to this episode of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Uncommon Goods. All right, Christmas is coming up. We're all doing the mad dash to figure out what everybody wants. Go to the stores, buy online, all that other stuff. But me personally, and my brothers can tell you this, I like to be very unique about my gift giving. So unique that no one has any clue what I'm thinking when I get them a present. In other words, I get gag gifts every year for my brothers and some of my immediate family. And I always love to see their faces when they open up the gift. Disappointed they didn't get anything real, but they get a good chuckle nonetheless. I am so pleased that Uncommon Goods is now making it much easier 
easier for me to find these particular items. And it's not just about fun and gag gifts. They have everything. Home items, decor, corporate gifts, jewelry. If you need it, they have it. This is a truly unique shopping experience. Everything you see is made by small artists and independent businesses. These items are often very unique and handmade. I was on the website this morning looking for my gag gifts, and they have a whole section of fun and quirky gifts. Two things stood out to me. Number one, they actually have a phone jail. It's like a cage, like a small cage with a phone holder in it for like three or four phones, and then there's a lock. And if you have the key, no one's getting their phones. I hope my wife never finds that particular gift. How about this one? An actual game, a board game called Ganja Land. That's going to be fun for all the kids. I really like this company, and they like you. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash TCB. That's uncommongoods.com slash TCB for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary. And that's something every TCB listener can agree upon. Again, go to uncommongoods.com slash TCB for 15% off your first gift. Go to this website. You'll have a ton of fun. And thank you to Uncommon Goods for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I have been dying to talk to you about this since you mentioned this a couple of days ago, because this is fucking insane, Chrissy. It's <laughs> fucking insane. And for for those of you out there, who you're about to hear this, and it's probably going to keep you up at night. <laughs> there is a phenomenon that is actually been going on for millennia, right? This has been going on forever. There's stories about this all over the internet, and they go way back to like like the Western days, like, oh, Wild West days, right? I saw some stuff on there. <laughs> really? Yeah, this woman wrote a, I'll say a, a book, but like a short story, but it was a true story. A document. She documented what we're referring to now as frogging, P-H, yep. frogging. So Chrissy shares with me, have you ever heard of frogging? And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Frogging? Is that like, that's a new sexual position? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think I've been frogging for a while. <laughs> if that's lay down and pretend you have a headache, I've been doing frogging for a while. Um, but frogging is, let's, let's go to the, uh, what do you call it? What's that? The Urban Dictionary. Let's go to the Urban right. Dictionary. Let's get the actual definition. By actual definition, I mean the people at Urban Dictionary <laughs> made it up. The origin of the term frogging with a PH is uncertain. Some explanations trace the term to the word frog, which is claimed to be a reference to the fact that the person who engages in frogging may jump from place to place, such as avoid being such as to avoid being caught the term frogging with a ph has been used in this way since at least 2014 <clears throat> when it was used as the title of an independent short film use of the term increased on social media after the release release of the 2019 horror film i see you which involves an intruder engaging in frogging and wearing a frog mask awareness of the term further increased in 2022 due to the premiere of the true crime series frogging there's a hider in my house which depicts Real life reports of the practice. The practice. <laughs> That's so scary. I mean, this came across on my, you know, like suggested, like, you might like this. And I was like, what, what is frogging? But let me give him the punchline. Oh, my God. Yes. Frogging 
is a term that is used when someone is living in your home unbeknownst to you. Yes. Like in your attic, under your bed. In your closet. In your closet, in the basement, (laughs) under the crawl space. Yeah. This is insane. And Chrissy, are you ready for the biggest (laughs) insanity about this all? I have done it. What? I have been a frogger. (laughs) Where did you frog? Okay. When I was 17. I left my house. I, I shared this oh, with yeah. you, right? I left and my dad wanted the bed back. That was his big ordeal. He was like, I left while he was on uh, out of town and my mom was uh, hospitalized. I left and my dad got upset because I took the bed. He's like, that's not, that's my bed, not yours. And I was like, oh, what about the fact that I actually moved out of your house? Right. I don't care about that part. I need the bed. Get back here with the bed. <laughs> so he kicked me out for good reason. He had invited me back to the home. Okay, so then I move out. I come back to the home after I get involved with uh, this dancer and this right. dancer stripper and this dancer just took me for a ride. I was living at her house under I her porch. That. Yeah, I was living all over the place. She was hiding me in places. Even though her mom <laughs> said I could stay there, I was some somehow I had to sleep under the porch. I don't know. And the reason why I, I had to sleep under the porch that I found out later was because she was fucking she the landscaper. Yeah, she had yeah. a boyfriend. <laughs> I was her boyfriend, but she was fucking the landscaper who was also her boyfriend. And when I was hiding, she was actually out with the guy. <laughs> I caught them one night. That's it was so crazy. crazy. So I begged my dad. Like, I cried. I'm like at a Wendy's with, you know, uh, right. I haven't showered in six days. I got my bell-bottom pants on with my Doc Martin boots. I smell like patchouli. I got the... Uh, <laughs> fucking disgusting hemp necklace decaying on my neck and i'm like dad please i just need some stability and he's like one chance don't fuck up it's my house my rules you have to work and you have to be in the house by midnight don't fuck with me right mm-hmm. he's got one fair chance. enough yeah fair enough and he's like and you're not here forever you're here until you turn 18 years old and then i want you out right. and keep my and don't take my bed yeah leave the bed and i was like oh by the way i left the bed at the other stripper house where we got evicted so sorry about that so then it just all goes to hell in a handbasket because i get reinvolved with some dancer or something like that and there's all kind of shenanigans going on i'm being a real asshole i'm here there everywhere sneaking around staying out till three in the morning doing drinking drugging whatever the hell i'm doing so my dad kicks me out. That lasted about two fucking weeks before my dad woke me up one morning and he was like, you yeah. got to go. Because I had come in at like three in the morning, woken up the whole house, whatever. He's like, you got to go. I'm sorry. There's other children in the house. You have to go. And rightfully so. I probably would have yeah. done the same thing. So I, I, I now forgive my tough dad. Love. It only took 30 years. Um, <laughs> tough love, which is probably what I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I slept at a motel for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. I remember also just being an idiot while I was at this motel. I'd be like up till five, six, <laughs> seven in the morning. And then they'd call to kick me out of the room. Like it's 11 in the morning. It's checkout right. time. They kept calling and calling. And I'd be like, Can I have 15 more minutes, 15 more <laughs> minutes. And this lady at the front desk was like, it was a motel six, Chrissy yeah. on the side of the highway. And the lady was like, fine, but 15 minutes. And then you got to get out. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go right back to sleep. I'd be like 15 more minutes of sleep. <laughs> So eventually I ran out of money. Right. And I had nowhere to go. I managed to get a friend to drop me off at my dad's house. And my little brother was at my dad's house at the time. He was like homesick from school or something. So I was throwing rocks at the window, trying to get someone, trying to get him to pay attention. So finally he opens up the window and I'm like, Danny, I ain't got anywhere to go. And he took mercy on me. He's like, I'm opening the basement door. Whatever you do is on you. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. (laughs) So I actually snuck in the basement of the house, 
which had been such a den of iniquities when my twin brother and I lived there, like all the smoking of the pot and the the whole thing. It was like, it was just a nightmare for my dad. So he put a deadbolt on the door. He locked it. And I knew that no one had been down there in months because it was deadbolt locked. So he had this bar that he had built down there. Like it didn't have any alcohol in it, but it was a big bar. It was made by like a construction worker. It was like a shoddy workmanship. And you could put your body in the bar. You could open the door and put your body in the bar. It was that big. You could like sleep under the bar. Oh, wow. And that's what I did. I grabbed a blanket. I slept under the bar. I peed outside. Like it was a whole thing. And I was there for like, I don't know, three or four days (laughs) until Danny was like, you got to get out, man. I think dad knows what's up. And I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I don't remember what happened after that, but I was frogging in my own home. You were. (laughs) Yes, it was. And it felt so strange. Of course. And listen, I was just a messed up little kid and, you know, I was trying to figure the world out and all this other stuff it certainly not my shine with like my my crowning achievement of life my crowning achievement of life is the commercial break with chrissy (laughs) i'm not sure which one is worse frogging or the commercial break but i did this and it was a very strange sensation and i wouldn't wish it upon anybody like it wasn't a good feeling it was like this is crazy i'm gonna get caught at any moment i don't have any food I got to go outside to pee. I got to open the door carefully so no one knows. At night, my dad would turn the alarm on so I couldn't go anywhere until the alarm was off. It was crazy. But that's not the kind of frogging that we're talking about here. These are complete strangers in your home, sleeping, eating, defecating. Yes, stuff was going missing. I haven't watched them all because it freaks me out too much. but, But the couple that I did watch were just like crazy. I mean... Yeah, people would be accusing other people in the house of where's Stealing my stuff. blanket yeah. and where's who ate that food and who what, you know you you think you're going crazy. You must, and then you find out. Then you find out that it's like a 21 year old dude that's living in your house. Yeah, and some people do it out of necessity. They're dehomed, right? They're homeless, and some people do it because they enjoy the thrill of it. It's like a it's like a thing. Yeah, it's a fetish. So. I found some clips. Okay. Not from the series you were watching, but from a Lifetime series that aired a couple years ago uh, called Someone Sleeping in My Bed. That's what I was watching. Oh, you were watching the Lifetime series? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were watching the Netflix series. (laughs) No, I didn't know there was one on Netflix. There is. There's an Amazon or Netflix. Okay. Okay. So I found a couple of clips. Would you like to go through a couple of these with me? Yeah. I warn you at home. (laughs) This is highly disturbing. I mean, immediately after I watched these things, I went running upstairs. To check and see? Yeah. Like (laughs) I did like a little makeshift piece of tape over the, you know, the door that goes into the attic just to see if it ever had been opened, you know, like if it would. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I was like, there's nobody upstairs, but I heard a noise. I know. Chrissy, I got this crawl space that's terrible down there. Yeah. It like, gives me the skeeves just yeah, to go down there. Yeah, we have one right? of those too. And you can, it, because of the, how the house is sloped, you can like almost like- Stand up, Not yeah. stand up. You have to bend over, but you can, you feel okay. Crouch. But then you get a couple <laughs> feet in and now you're like yeah. on your hands, <laughs> yeah. right? Just going down. Uh-huh. And by the time you get to this side of the house over here, forget about it. It's like a foot and a half clearance yeah. and there's old wires down there and cobwebs <laughs> and all kind of creepy rats and mice. And, yeah. But sometimes I hear noises, and uh-huh. I think they're coming from the crawl space. But I just say to myself, well, there's the HVAC is down there, and there are pipes down well, there. Maybe they're the banging old, them The house is settling. Oh, the house is settling <laughs> since 1957. <laughs> That's what my dad used to say. When when we lived in that house, there would be weird noises. And my dad was, oh, the house is settling. It's and I'm settling. like, dad, the house isn't settling. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm living down in the basement. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> 
I have these examples. I'd like to share some yeah. with you right now. Let's go for it. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do and without further adoos. <laughs> let's, uh, I got two examples. A couple minutes long each a piece. Let's take a listen to this one. Oh, wait, I should probably turn it on. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning and we have a bench at the end of the bed and I keep my purse there all the time. I'm certain I put it there. I wake up, can't see it and start to pester Jack about it. My girlfriend said, hey, uh, have you seen my purse? And that wasn't something I usually really keep track of. So we both kind of went, such a man. <laughs> Get it together. You always got to know where your wife's purse is. What do you have to take her credit card to the gas station? <laughs> Through the home to see, hey, where could the purse possibly be? We looked in the bedroom. We looked in the laundry room, went through my office, looked in the downstairs bedroom, checked everywhere we could possibly have left a purse in the home. And uh, it wasn't there. This, this is insane. This happened to Astrid. I think I told you about this. No. She's got purses, right? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yes. Yes. I did. And she's got like, I gave her a nice purse as a wedding gift and it's it's a nice purse, yes. right? So, but she keeps it in a bag, mm-hmm. in a box, a in the purse. closet. It's a special purse. She takes it out on special occasions, <clears throat> which never happened because we have 30 children. <laughs> right. um, so it's, made, it's collecting dust up. <laughs> they there. almost happen. They almost happen. But then they don't. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So one day, it just went missing. She was looking for it. She yeah. couldn't find it. It wasn't in the box. wasn't in the bag. wasn't in the closet. We tore this house upside down and sideways. We could not find it. So we start thinking about the people who have been in our house right. who may have gone back there and taken it. But then we're like, no, these people, like Chrissy wouldn't take the bag. She yeah. didn't even go back in my room. It's, you know, and Chrissy's the only person who ever visits. So there you go. <laughs> my family wouldn't do that. Yeah, Why would you they guys want? were freaking out. We were freaking yeah. out. It turns out it was in a suitcase. When she, we were taking a trip, she put it in the suitcase. <laughs> and then we put the suitcase in the storage and we just forgot about it. But anyway. It I have su- definitely found stuff in suitcases yeah. before. Yeah. It was a creepy sensation though yes like someone had invaded your privacy and done something with less about the bag or the money it was really about like that's so fucked up Mm -hmm. did the kids sell it for drugs because if they did they didn't share and i'm really pissed off puff puff pass puff puff pass i was pretty fired up in my head i was convinced he must have moved it and forgot told her hey i'm gonna check the security footage that i have in the house and i guarantee you're walking out of the house with it He's frustrated. In his mind, I mistakenly put it somewhere and forgot. So tension was a little high. I was. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's a good looking couple. It is I a good looking couple. This. this is a good looking <laughs> couple. Yeah. Good, yeah. He was already good looking, but then they showed her. her and, and I'm then, like, yeah. wow. Well, he must be really good in bed because he's already good looking. He's like a nine. <laughs> yeah. Like an 8.59. I mean, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to judge anybody's looks, but let's just put it on a scale anyway. <laughs> 8.5 or 9, and she's like an 11, right? Yeah. These are two good-looking human yeah, beings together. Yeah, they need to make children. They'd be good at that, I Maybe think. they have by now. Oh, uh, yeah. You never know. Pretty steadfast. and sure. Not after all this goes down. <laughs> they, they she break thinks up. she's stealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that, that purse was going to be seen walking out of the house with her. Kind of almost made a bet that that was the case. The security camera in my home was kind of at the front of the living room, if you will. It shows the whole living room and kind of upstairs as well, but it gives a great view into the, the main area of the home. So I would have easily been able to see, hey, you walked out with the purse, but you didn't return with it. He has his security device hooked up, so he goes to the application. So let me and ask you this. We have yeah. security cameras outside of our home. Yeah, so do we. We don't have them inside. I don't. I have one on the inside in the baby, in yeah. one of the kids' rooms, the, the baby. Monitor. Yeah, but yeah. it's a monitor. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we only use it for that. 
I wouldn't put cameras in my home if I had. You're going like, to now. I definitely am. I'm <laughs> well, putting them in the basement. <laughs> I'm putting yeah, them in the exactly. crawl space. Well, I mean, this guy had it showed like a quadrant, yeah. you know, he living room, four kitchen. Four different angles. Da, da, da. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I know. <laughs> Why are you weird. taping yourself? <laughs> it's like when I went to Spain and there was like every Airbnb we went to, there was a these weird big white boxes with cameras on them yeah. inside covering every angle. And somebody told us, oh, don't worry about it. That's just for the police. And I'm like, for the police? It's like, yeah, in case there's an emergency, they can see in the house what's happening. And I'm like, you think anybody pays attention to those rules? They're like, oh, no, it's against the law to look at those if you're not having an emergency. And I'm like, can't anybody just make up the fact that they think there's an emergency going on and look at my wife naked or me? Who wants to see my wrinkly old balls? And the answer is somebody does. Because somebody's into everything. Yep. So as I'm looking through the footage, you can see, you know, myself on the couch. You can see the TV to the left, the kitchen in the background. To the right behind me is the stairs. Oh, look, they're making out. that is my office. And above that... Look, is that on the... Okay, so there's... What we're seeing right now is four, like, um, video cameras in a quadrant, like Chrissy said. Four different angles. And one of them is angled toward the couch. And it looks like they're having sex on the couch. Doesn't it? That's probably why he's taping. The hallway that leads back into my master bedroom. I'm noticing what's going on in the living room, what's going on in the frame that's that's captured. Some of the frames where she had walked out of the home and there was no purse in her hand, kind of let her know, okay, you didn't do it at that point. <laughs> and then kept looking and there was never a point. This has got to be one hell of an argument to have when I know. you're just like, like dating each other. Where she had left the home with a purse that day. <laughs> so as I was fast forward scrubbing through the video footage that I had, I started to notice something very, very slowly move into the frame. God. It was a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I had dialed in my screen to chatterbait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rewinded a little bit and found the perfect spot. And right around 1 a.m., there happened to be a figure at the top right of the stairs. Oh, my God. Oh. It's so fucking creepy. <laughs> While they were sleeping, he went in there. The, the person went in there. One in the morning. They are oh. sleeping and he goes into the house. This is frogging. This is not someone breaking into the house. This is someone already in somewhere. the home. Yes, living somewhere in the home. Ah! <laughs> I'm such a I know. I'm so it scared. freaks you out. Oh, my God. So we stopped the footage immediately. You, you got to go to YouTube.com slash the commercial break and look at this. This is so fucking creepy. The purse is completely out of our heads. We knew we were down on the couch at that point, and there's a human being standing at the top of the stairs. Oh, they were on the couch been. downstairs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There is a dude with a gray hoodie on. The hoodie yeah. is over his head, and he is standing, standing. at the st- top of the stairs. And he looks like the kind of guy, I mean, there's no kind of guy you want in your house that you don't know, <laughs> sleeping under your bed. But this guy definitely looks like the kind of guy you do not want sleeping in your house. Look at that. Oh, Ooh. Chrissy, that's creepy. When I saw the figure at the top of my stairs, it was absolute fear. Yeah. I mean, your I stomach just house, has to on the couch. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm out of the house. Yeah. I'm yeah. grabbing my laptop and I'm out of the house. I'm not standing there to watch the video in the house. I'm out of the house. Exactly. I'm locking the door and I'm calling the police. Yeah. And I'm across the street, probably with a neighbor who hopefully has like a warm blanket and some hot cocoa. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the stoop going like this, waiting for the police to show up. With my dogs at my feet, girlfriend on the couch as well. And there's this figure at the top of the stairs looking down on us. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
The person standing at the top of the stairs was probably about... Oops, sorry. The person standing at the top of the stairs was probably about Jack's size. He had on a hoodie, looked like sweats. The footage is a little bit grainy, but we could tell from the footage that it wasn't us. We don't know who it is. You're, you can tell yeah. it's not you? Yeah, <laughs> right. dumbass. You're on the couch in the same video, and he's standing yeah. above you on a balcony Peering looking over, over you. Oh, Chrissy. This is nightmare fuel. It this is. This is nightmare fuel. And you know that fucking Lifetime and the commercial break are just going <laughs> to lead to more of these happening. Like, us talking about it means it's going to happen more often. That was the moment that, you know, we both had our, our stomachs kind of dropped, and we realized that, holy crap, there was a stranger standing here. My hands start sweating, and then I began to quickly think, my girlfriend, she didn't lose her purse. There was somebody in my home that took it. Uh, you don't say. Get the fuck out of the I house! Know, it's like a bad Run. horror movie. <laughs> so we sit there looking at the footage for probably 10 minutes. We're trying to make sense of it. He came up from the ground floor, three flights of back steps, and into the master bedroom. The door was unlocked that evening because we had been on the hammock, and that was literally the only time in five years living there that that door was unlocked. As I looked at the well, security like footage, I... They're just hammocking. Yeah, hammocking. <laughs> in the backyard. Doors unlocked. Doors unlocked. Fucking on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in the nice big house, he's got too, it looks all... like. Yeah, in his nice, lovely house. It's got tons of cameras in it, recording his girlfriend's every move yeah. for strange and weird reasons yet to be discovered. And, you know, you got an audience while watching you have sex on the couch. Yeah. Weird. Notice how quiet he was as he came in, almost sloth-like. Ugh. And that neither of my dogs woke up. I didn't wake up. That's the craziest yeah, part. Yeah, the dogs. That's when you need blue. Blue, you're that staying. Is when you need bark blue. all you want, yeah, kid. Exactly. Yeah. Because trust me, if someone farts, blue goes on a barking attack. <laughs> <laughs> if there was someone upstairs, she would have known. Yeah. He was in my house while we were asleep for close to 45 minutes. Oh. Ooh. When the show ends and we wake up, him leaving the home was clearly a reaction to us waking up. I think he either heard or saw movement. He leaves and a second later, we're up off the couch. And I actually went upstairs first, probably not 30 seconds after him. Oh, Jesus fucking ah. Christ. Wow. Creepy. I never saw anyone up there. It's crazy in hindsight to think that if he hadn't immediately vacated the home, I might have encountered him. When it finally sinks in that someone entered the home while I was sleeping, while Jack was sleeping, it was terrifying. So you go on to learn that they that they actually they had they found his nest. They found his nest. <laughs> and it's awful fucking creepy. I mean, Chrissy, this is the kind of stuff that makes yeah. your balls shrivel. Like, oh, I know. I mean, when I, yeah. There's not a lot of it's, stuff that scares me. Yeah. There's not a lot of stuff I that know. scares me. But what <laughs> yeah. does scare me is the thought that someone would be nesting in my home when I don't know about it, even for 45 fucking minutes, even for two minutes. Because, so he was living somewhere. Yeah. And uh, down. By the way, Astrid can never hear this episode. I'm deleting all the no. podcast apps off her phone because yeah. Astrid is now going to <laughs> flip her fucking shit. She doesn't know this exists. Yeah. And this is it's scary. Absolutely. Of course it's scary. You're in your own home. You think everything's fine. You think yeah. everybody's okay. I got one more example of this. Let's take a quick break and we'll get back to it. 
Okay, podcast besties, time for one more quick break, and then it's back to the drama. Check out tcbpodcast.com for all of our episodes and youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Find us on Instagram at the commercial break and on TikTok at TCB podcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, which like, of course you do, leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3 or text us at 855-TCB-8383. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and get this show going. This episode is sponsored in part by Regain, couples therapy by BetterHelp. If you've listened to five episodes of the commercial break, then you probably understand that Chrissy and I are big proponents of therapy. We both go, we've both gone, we've done it for a long time. I personally foresee myself doing therapy well into the future. It's great to have someone independent of me to share my thoughts with and just relieve some stress and get some guidance. But what do you do when you're experiencing problems in your relationship, stress around your relationship? Or maybe you just need a third party to talk to and share your feelings with. Couples therapy is the greatest gift someone gave me via advice. And couples therapy is a gift you can give your relationship because even the best of relationships have moments when a therapist can help. And that's why Chrissy and I are really happy that Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp is available in the comfort of your own home or wherever you choose to do it. It's online therapy, online couples therapy. You can choose the time, the place, and you can choose the therapist. You can actually switch your therapist at no cost to you if you find you're not jiving with a therapist or maybe you just want to change. I love this idea. I'm a big fan of couples therapy and better help is a brand that everybody knows has been doing wonderful things in the therapy space listen i've said it before on behalf of regain and i'll say it again go to couples therapy is simply one of the best pieces of advice i've ever received regarding relationships and because the best relationships are always worth fighting for try something new in therapy visit regain.com backslash bty for 10 percent off your first month that's regain.com slash BTY. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be ashamed of. Visit regain.com slash BTY and work toward a better relationship. Regain.com slash BTY as in best to you. And I want to thank Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp for being a sponsor of the commercial break. Oh my God, this is just fucking insane. All right, we're back. We're talking about frogging the crazy practice. Uh, it's criminal practice. Of, <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to put it. Fetish practice, um, if criminal intent, whatever it is, of people who live or stay for periods of time inside your home unbeknownst to you. Uh, until you find out. And some of these people have found out. There's a series on Lifetime. There's a series on Amazon and Netflix that you can go watch. And uh, Urban Dictionary will set you in the right direction if you're so interested. Let's take a listen at this second clip that I have that I think is more, uh, it's a a better example of actual frogging, uh, in my opinion. You ready for this? Yes. I don't know that I can handle a second one, honestly. (laughs) It's like creeping me out. Like I'm a little disturbed in my head about this whole thing. I'm going to go, I'm going to have pay someone to go downstairs and check on my crossbows. I don't have any money, but if anyone wants to come under my, I have a piggy fronting sticker for you. I didn't, I didn't actually go in and check into the crawl space. I just put the piece of tape over. I was like, if the door comes open, I'll know it. That's crazy. We have like this little tiny attic that sits above our pantry. Yeah, that's, we have a little tiny one too. There's a little box like a cutout box with a piece of wood on top of it and you can pop it open and then go in this like this second attic that we have that no one ever goes up to except for maybe the AT&T guy once but I put a piece of tape over it yeah 
because when I would close the door, it would like the air pressure would like pop it open a little bit and it sounded disturbing. Like somebody was upstairs. (laughs) So I put a piece of tape over it. The first thing I'm doing when we get done with this episode, I'm going to check that piece of tape. (laughs) All right, let's listen to this. I looked to my side and I saw both cats just staring at me, which um, really (laughs) scared me because that meant there was something under the bed. How do you know what the fuck the cats were thinking? Cats are crazy. Cats don't give no shits. Just staring at me, which means there's someone under the bed. Do you guys have some secret language (laughs) that we don't know about with cats? Do me a favor. If there's ever a frogger, I want you to stare at me directly for an unannounced amount of time. Cats are nuts, dude. They they stare at everything. At first, my wife didn't hear the noise. Uh, She thought I was overreacting. And then she heard the noise. After she heard the noise, we get out of that room and she slams the door. We thought it was an animal uh, that was under the bed. So we were trying to figure out what to do next. Should we call animal? Did you leave the cats as like a treat for the animal <laughs> under the bed? What happened to the cats? Now the, I want to know. They got the cats out of there. Yeah, think. he was alerted. Okay, good. <laughs> Control or should we call the police again? We, we didn't know what to do. Again, we finally decided I wonder again. If they had that maybe they had already yeah, I didn't see gone the part through one. this. Yeah, maybe yeah. they had already suspected something was going on. Yeah. We called the police again. We told the dispatcher we thought there was an animal under our bed. And she told us to leave the house immediately. So we left. Brian gets freaked out. He manages to convince his wife to leave. They slam the door. They realize... What is up with all these people on these Lifetime documentaries? (laughs) They're all beautiful human beings. I feel like this is a made-for-TV movie. We're being tricked by Lifetime. They've left Gizmo, their cat, inside there with God knows what. Oh, Oh, they did leave the cat. Leave Gizmo. No problem. (laughs) Poor Gizmo. You know what happens to Gizmo in the real movie? He gets eaten by the gremlins. Come on, dude. (laughs) My wife bravely went in and scooped him up and saved him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your wife goes in. Wow. What are you thinking? Brian, come on, man. On behalf of all Brian's yeah. everywhere, could you grow a pair of testicles? Either leave Gizmo to be sacrificed you go to the froggers, or you go in. Chicken shit. They decide to wait for the cops outside of the building. The cops arrive within minutes. The same cops, the same two cops. This time, the cops are taking it more serious. Uh, I let them in the door. As the door opens, I see a tall figure dressed in black standing in our living room holding shoes and trying to get into the closet door. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Holding shoes and oh, trying Lord. to get in the closet. Yeah, we got to find a way to get oh. this episode out of Astrid's ears. <laughs> yeah, She's never going to sleep. I felt my stomach drop, and I'm, I'm going to have a. a <laughs> Pretty soon she's going to instruct me to go buy a bunch of guns and security yep. cameras and a metal door. Yep. Just felt uneasy, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Just the sudden realization that this person had been in our apartment the whole time. I think at this point, everything has continued to escalate. So to see an actual person and to see that it's a woman, none of it makes sense why she's there, how she got in there, how long was she actually under the bed. So the police handcuff her and take her out of the apartment. And as she was talking to the police outside, I got a better look of her. She kind of had scraggly hair. She was very tall. 
But she was laughing and like just joking around with the cops and like kind of being a f- little flirty. Hey, I'm going to come over and sleep under your bed right. for five to 12 weeks. <laughs> this is all a big misunderstanding. Don't worry about your wife. I'm really quiet. It's just yeah. a big misunderstanding. I'm renting the floor under their bed. <laughs> it's my room. The police told it. I got it on Airbnb. <laughs> right. That, that I believe. <laughs> this person was known for trespassing in construction sites. So the screws kind of made sense and then oh i read a little bit about this particular case Uh, they were finding random screws around the house and they didn't know what was going on they were like did you leave the screw here no i didn't that was like one of the first indications i don't know what happened on the first police phone call didn't say but so that she had been um up for days and that she um was paranoid she thought people were after her and then four <laughs> British Airways flights right. got canceled. <laughs> exactly. So the police leave, and we go back in our apartment. Ooh. There's still several hours of cleaning to be done because we didn't know what to do. We were still running on adrenaline. We wanted to make the apartment whole again, so we decided just to stay up and clean. No, you stay up and pack. <laughs> right. That's what you do, bro. That's exactly. You stay what up I'd and you doing. pack, and you move to the another yes. side of town. They've cleared enough stuff away that they can actually look under the bed. So Brian grabs a flashlight. And I shine a flashlight under the bed, and we find our biggest kitchen knife. Another wave of anxiety, like, went through me. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and it hit me, like, what kind of danger we potentially could have been in. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. Man. She's going to be stabbing you from under that bed. You would have never known. Dude. Brian. Move. <laughs> come on. You want to come to my house? I mean, you can go to the crawl space. Yeah, you got to go to the crawl space. It'll be a little <laughs> uncomfortable for the first month, but you'll figure it out. It's uh, per- lovely weather up there. It's, it's really disturbing to think about. She had that the whole time. And as he's shining the light around, he notices a needle mm. and wow. pieces of fabric and stuff. There's fabric coming from the bottom of the box spring because she had been stabbing the <gasps> bottom of the bed. That we had been sitting on all night. What? Oh! <laughs> oh! Chrissy, this is so, oh. so, so disturbing. I know. Oh! I know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll make yeah. it through. My brother tells me about the knife. It's just, it's horrifying because who knows what her her mindset was, but just the idea that she could have harmed them, she could have, you know, slashed at their feet, I don't know. It just, it makes my skin crawl, to be honest. I don't know anyone whose skin would not crawl hearing this same story told in the same way. (laughs) It hit me pretty uh, slowly, I think. I definitely couldn't sleep that week. Um, it just was a, it wasn't like I was scared of things under the bed anymore. It was just, just this whole violation. I mean, I was just trying to figure out like what motivated her to choose us and, and how long had she been in our apartment and what was going through her mind. Who knows? Maybe she was planning on staying there. It was really disturbing. Things could have gone so wrong. Just me thinking about that gave me anxiety. Bro, things did go wrong. 
you had a woman yeah. living under your bed and you didn't know it. With Things a knife. went wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a knife. They just didn't go like the worst kind of wrong, but they went pretty wrong <laughs> in the first place. Why are you leaving your windows and doors open, dude? Come on, Brian, get it together. Brian, call me. <laughs> Even though everything turned out fine, I just I just keep thinking about what if. Everything ah. didn't turn out fine. <laughs> you almost Ooh, got stabbed by a crazy lady. Oh. <laughs> God damn. Frogging. It's the international sensation. Coming to a <laughs> under your bed soon. <laughs> Coming to a bed near you or under you. Frogging. I know. There was another one that I watched where they came home early. The family came home early. And that's when they found the guy. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were trying to get in. And he was like, you're at the wrong house. And they were like, no, we're not. This is our house. This is like these these uh, Airbnbs where people yeah. just aren't leaving. Yes. Yeah, this is like, another, that's another thing, too. I know. I knew it was all going to go to hell in a handbasket. I told you back in the summer. It's all going to go to hell in a handbasket. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. And that, my friends, is why you don't get fucked up on a Tuesday night. You're going to end up under somebody's bed with a knife in your hand. It just leads to trouble. Thank you, British Airways. But you can just blame it on the locals. <laughs> just blame it on the locals. Yeah, when in doubt. Polo Ryan Lochte. Robbery. Blame it on the locals. That's right. Robbery. <laughs> TCVpodcast.com. More information about Chrissy and I. All the audio, all the video right there from one location. You can get it all at TCVpodcast.com. We would be happy. We would be thrilled, grateful to send you a piggy fronting sticker, number five in our series. Go to the website. Hit the Contact Us button. Do the drop-down menu. I want my free sticker. Send Ad- Astrid your physical address, and she'll send you off a sticker. If you want us to sign it or say something or a little funny note or something like that, we would be happy to do that. Requests within reason will be happy to do it. <laughs> you want us to do extra extra work, we're not going to do that for you. 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. That's 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. Toll-free from anywhere in the world. You can text us. Comments, questions, concerns, content, ideas, ask TCB, ask Brian's mom. You can test it, text us all that stuff uh, at 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. Or leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. Um, we actually have a, we actually have two voicemails now wow. that can be played on the, the show. Brave souls. Yep, we'll do that uh, soon. We got exciting guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Don't want to say anything. You're just going to have to t- wake up one morning, one of the t- 30 mornings a week we do this show. <laughs> You're going to have to wake up one morning and find out about all the excitement. Go to Instagram at The Commercial Break and TCB Podcast on TikTok. We'll put clips of the guests and the show and all that good stuff. We would appreciate it if you follow us, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break. Okay, Chrissy, I know that's all I can do for right now. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. And I'll say best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Thank you.